Hello, and welcome to the Property Solopreneur podcast, a show for property investors and developers who want to build and grow their own profitable businesses. I'm sharing with you my decades of property experience and interviewing many other successful property people who are happy to share their varied and priceless knowledge freely. Business doesn't need to be hard, and nor do you need to be lucky. But as a certified strategist, I know you need a plan to work to. And a good start is by listening to other people's successes and failures. Why reinvent the wheel? This allows us to have a more in-depth knowledge of the wider property world. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Property Solopreneur. And over the last few weeks when I've been releasing these last few episodes, it's been high summer when people have you know, been on holiday and thinking about many things, not actually doubling down on what they need to do in their property businesses. So I've been concentrating on solo episodes, which are all about the realities of running a well-funded and well-run property business. Well, why do I keep banging on about it being a property business? Well, because I believe for a business to work well, and this is particularly true of a property business, it needs you to be an action taker so that you can keep your business working and growing. Because if a business isn't working and growing, it's dormant. Dormant. Mm. Not a word I think you want to have said about your property business, is it? And dormant isn't a word that's going to make you become financially free or whatever else it is that your goal is. And why do I keep on about it? Because I think it's unbelievably easy to forget the business side and to concentrate on the property, deal by deal, investor by investor. After all, most of us got into property not thinking we were going to run a business. We were fired up, fired up by the fact that we ourselves could find something that we could add value to, borrow money again in order for it to become an investment, and then earn unbelievable sums of money through it. And so we think, that's what you do. You need to find the next deal and you need to concentrate on this and that. And you forget very easily that actually it's a business and there's so many other things to do to keep it going. So one of the episodes was on profit. Again, very easy to overlook. It's it's so simple just to go, I bought it for X, did a little bit of work on it, sold it for Y, I made 20 grand, that's 20 grand profit. No, it's not. It's not 20 grand profit because you haven't even taken into consideration all the costs that you have on a daily basis for your property business. You might you might find that actually you've made a loss, but you won't know unless you do all those things in a business that you need to do. And another episode was on long and short-term planning. Again, I decided to release that one in the middle of the year because not because I thought anyone was going to go, oh, we're halfway through the year. Let's build, you know, let's let's sit down and write next year's business plan. No, I released it mid-year because I thought people would start thinking. The little grey cells might start pinging about so that you could, you know, as you'd go about your business, pick up a post-it note, jot a little note down and stick it in your in-tray. And then when you come to write that pro- that business plan for next year, you're not faced with a big white empty sheet where nothing seems to happen. You can just look for all those post-it notes and go, my plan's here. I've just got to get it into order. And I might say that I was rather surprised by the amount of correspondence I got on the episode about why I think it's a good idea to pay down and have a pay down plan so that we all end up with great portfolios with loan to values that we can deal with. And it did ruffle a few feathers. It was quite interesting because 
I think there are some people that who work in property that forget we're not all the same. We're really not. There are introverts, extroverts. There are people who clearly are on the spectrum and there are those who are clearly ADHD and bounce about the place. We all work differently. We all think differently, even if we are actually doing property the same way. So I think it's very obvious that those who want to invest in property but don't like risk will always pay off their debt as soon as they can. You know, in other areas of their life, they probably don't even have credit cards. You know, their bank accounts will always be in the black. I do know people who have never had a bank account in the black. They permanently run on red and overdraft. Quite comfortable doing that. But that's not the same for everybody. So if you encounter somebody in a property room that's the opposite of you, Stop telling them that you're doing it, they're doing it all wrong. Let them do it their way and just smile and walk on to talk to somebody else. I do know in many of the groups that I run, and I know this because I see the portfolio figures, that everybody else is in a group is in a different part of their business cycle. It's very, very easy to assume that everyone started at the same time. We're all at, uh, you know, perhaps we're all in consolidation or we're all in a, a buying phase. And if you're not in a buying phase, why aren't you buy, in a buying phase? But if you're close to someone who's scaling fast and has just closed on a whopper of a deal with a great deal of mortgage and investment funding, it's very easy to think that is how they run their entire business. Then you don't see that actually behind the scenes, they've got lots of unencumbered buildings with massive amounts of equity. And you may think, well, why aren't I being able to do everything like that? So again, don't keep comparing yourself to others and make sure that you don't immediately criticise someone for doing something slightly different to you. You may not know the full story. So I also tackled overwhelm because we solopreneurs, we are spinning a lot of plates, aren't we? And we've only got a few hours every day to fit the property in around everything else. So if you're running your own company, you need to know why you're doing it, what your core values are. Now, one of my core values is fun, enjoyment. I'm only here once and I'm a great believer in fun, laughter and having joy out of almost everything. It does make the boring tasks a lot more enjoyable, funnily enough. I learned a long time ago to push the concept of nine to five or Monday to Friday completely out of the window. So if I want to work on Saturday and Sunday and not on Monday and Tuesday, I'm very comfortable about that. I used to go and uh, travel over to Bristol once a month and... Sunday evening was always very tiring because it's a five and a half hour journey back to Suffolk. So Monday I always used to take off and people were genuinely shocked that they couldn't get hold of me on a Monday. They'd send me very annoyed emails going, I couldn't get hold of you. Where were you? Having a day off. That's why you couldn't get hold of me. You know, if, if you'd sent me an email, I'd have told you that because my hours can be very spasmodic because I make it work for me. That's the whole point of this. I'm my own boss. I fill out my diary around key events, you know, those of my work commitments, they tend to go in the diary weeks in advance, particularly those that repeat. So I've been turning up to present on Zoom my Wednesday morning 7am accountability groups for nearly three years now. So every Wednesday morning, that's where I'm going to be. So if that's going to be in my diary, and it's an absolutely immovable thing, then I don't have any problem at all about writing off an entire nine to five on another day to go and have a jolly with chums. My mother-in-law arrived the other day in our wedding venue. We were having an open day with two of her girlfriends. Now, my mother-in-law is 87, I hasten to add. 
And she and her friends were giggling like schoolgirls as they gingerly negotiated the steps up into the venue and all the dark shadows, which are not great for octogenarian eyesight. And they laughed and they giggled and they had a coffee and they sat down and they had a great time talking about what the barn had been like before, all the years they'd known it, etc. They'd been friends since their 20s. You know, they'd been to each other's weddings, godparents to each other's children, and they're now widows and, to be quite honest, bon viveurs of all the pleasures of life. But you can't do that together if you've missed out on the bonding, you know, the highlights and the supporting in moments of sadness that all create a deep and meaningful relationship that lasts. Well, I fully intend to get old disgracefully. And this means I have got to have time away from work to go and be with friends, relatives. You know, I've got to have the long lunch time, the weekend away. I must go racing, the ski holidays. Frankly, always saying yes to something that sounds fun, including meeting new people. Because what is the point of all this work if you don't have a life or build one that you want to live? We all live so much longer nowadays than even a century ago. And retirement is for all of us, unless we're very, very unlucky, more than just a couple of years. Can you imagine anything worse than finding that you've retired at whatever point it is in your life that you retire and going, now what? Who am I going to play with? Where do I find friends? No, that is all part and parcel of what you've got to do along with running your property business. So this episode is about doing stuff, taking action, not so much learning more things, but it's always fun to learn things, but doing is more important than the learning. So it's not about making sure you've sharpened all your pencils and your desktop is looking photo ready. Trust me, my desktop is never, ever photo ready. If I'm on a Zoom in my office desk, then the stuff that's normally on my desk is going to be on the floor beside me because it's just going to go back on the desk when I've finished. If I'm at my podcast and video desk, which is in a sound perfect part of the house, actually the corner of my husband's dressing room, then I don't even have clutter about that. All I've got is my recording laptop, two different microphones, my earphones, my chair, and the board in front of me, which is covered in notes and questions. Absolutely no distractions. So I can't do anything except take action. Now, if you've listened to me before, you'll know that I've had successes, failures, near misses, and a great deal of fun running my property businesses. It's been full on, actually, since I started over 25 years ago, and I'm still learning. That's what half the fun is. I'm still trying to do new things. I'm still having to do new things that I'm very uncomfortable with. You know, this tech stuff, all come in since I started. I spent ages yesterday, and I created the most amazing reel. I was so proud of myself. I don't know what button I pressed, but it disappeared. It completely deleted. I've got to start all over again. So that is annoying, but it was quite fun at the time. I'm sure I will get better at it the more I practice. So I do engage with things that I know very little about. And I sometimes wonder what I've bitten off. But here is the thing. I wouldn't have been able to build my portfolio or to start and run a renovations company that I took around the south of England working on farmhouses and doing, uh, doing up quite big buildings or run a lettings agency or mentored other people and running training courses. I would not have done any of that if I had just not gone, I'm going to do that and just got going. Put it one foot in front of the other in a very imperfect way because by nature, I'm a complete perfectionist. But I've learned that I can't be a perfectionist in property because in property, 
I'm not 100% in control. And if I'm not 100% in control, I can't be a perfectionist. Um, and in property, that's just not going to happen. I can prepare. I can plan. But the market and all those essential team players that I rely on to make things happen will do it the way they want to. And sometimes I just have to make the best of it. It gets done. It may not be perfect. It may not have been actually the way I thought it was going to work out, but it's still done. Sometimes my lawyer tells me to do things in quite a different way to the way I thought it was going to happen, where I'd mapped it out in my mind. But she does know the law and who am I to argue with that, really? So I work with people who want to start in property, grow their businesses, or who need to take stock and sort out their property world. And every person I work with is very different. Their skill sets, their risk tolerance, their abilities to find funds, etc., they're all different. And the one unifying thing is property and the desire, and this is really important, to make it work for them, whatever their idea of what property is for them. And in order for people to work with me, they've had to take action. You know, send me a text or an email to get a call with me to meet me face to face on Zoom and ask all those questions that they want to ask. That's their jumping off point. And then it's up to them to take action with filling in the workbooks that I send them, turning up for Zooms, making plans, being held accountable, meeting others who work with me, all these things that may not have been on their horizon when they first thought about it. Because this is where action happens and it's where action helps other people. Because this morning we had a very good example of it. A new client turned up in the accountability call. I'm recording this on a Wednesday. So I had my Wednesday seven o'clock accountability group. Now, I know he's going to succeed because for 90 minutes, he fought the internet valiantly. We were having quite a big storm here, large winds, and he kept vanishing. He would appear and then disappear. So he would suddenly reappear on my screen in that little blue box ready to be let in and then vanish, having you know not even managed to say hello. For 90 minutes, as I say, he kept this up. He tried his phone rather than the laptop, but that didn't work either. But it did allow him to listen, although he couldn't be seen or interact in any way. And what he heard completely blew his mind. And I know that happened because he texted me afterwards and he said he was inspired by what he heard one person talking about. Now, one of my regular accountability clients was talking about a deal he was just about to put together. It was a deal that was very complicated, many, many moving parts with lots of JV funding. And this was a deal that had several bits to it. So several points in the potential life of the project when bits would go through planning, bits would be sold off or built out, and the investor was talking through each part of it and then taking down ideas and the feedback from all of us so that he could really, really prepare well for the lawyers' meeting. Now, that investor took imperfect action over seven years ago when they did their first property, and I know because I was involved in that, that first property. But he's continued to take action, learning along the way. And for him, the worry of ignorance has totally gone. That he now just feels the attraction of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. That's now his norm. But he just keeps on doing. He is such an action taker. And the buzz and the excitement of his action taking that he was talking through just blew away my new client because he suddenly said, I hadn't realised that until I heard your client talk, that no one's got all the answers. Because here was a successful property entrepreneur talking it through, listening and asking questions to the others in the accountability group who hadn't done a deal like it either, incidentally, 
but they were so engaged and they were seeing angles that he wasn't. Imperfect actions, as far as he was concerned, was not going to stop money being made. He was going to go to that meeting tomorrow and start trying to get it all into place. So this episode is me imploring you to take action, no matter that it may not end up with you nailing whatever it is that you're trying to do. You know, go to the auction if you've never done one before and then learn from the fact you didn't get that property that you tried to do. You know, put in that ludicrously low offer. You've got your facts on paper to back you up. Put it in. Suck up the laughter and the incredulity. One of those offers sooner or later will be accepted and you'll be much, much better at actually offering and making life easy for everybody to work with you. Take the plunge, you know, try and work with a new tradesperson. They may be the one person that you really, really need to have on your team but didn't know. Take action and get yourself onto a waiting list to have some mentoring. And if you're now going to tell me that you've not got the money to invest in yourself, well, put your name on a a waiting list and start getting that money going into a side account and book out the time in your calendar. So when the time comes along, when that waitlist email comes and says, now is the time to join the group, you're going to have the money and the mindset to really leap into it. If your action point for this year is to up your game on networking, well, A, research your networking, but B, make it work for you. Follow through. If you need to find the funds to do more fundraising, well, build yourself a fundraising strategy. And if you don't know how to do that, come and talk to me. You know, imperfection action is a wonderful thing. I mean, how can you get something wrong if you know it's imperfect? You know you're not going to get something right the first time. So don't worry about it. Just go and do it anyway. You won't know how much property will change your life and wealth until you get going and then really start to see results. And when you've you've done it successfully in one field of property, start all over again in another. It's fun when you try something different. Have a listen to every guest episode I've recorded, and there are lots yet more to come, but you will hear how each one of my guests got going and got it wrong. Do you know, I can't think of anyone who's said to me, I've been really, really lucky. Everything I've touched has turned to gold. It's all been brilliant, all been amazing. I've never lost any money. In fact, you know, everybody I approached became an automatic overnight fan and lent me money. No, that's not how it's worked. They got it wrong. Yes, they did. But they kept going and they got going once they had managed to get started. Some people don't even think they just plunge in. Others overthink it. So, just start. Some found it easier than others. But taking action is the one thing that every successful person has done. So go on, take action. What have you got to lose? And if you've not contacted me before, my contact details are in the show notes or find me at racheltrowden.com. And don't forget I spell my name R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And let's get talking on Zoom and see where action taking can really get you. Thank you for listening to The Property Solopreneur with me, Rachel Troughton. If you've enjoyed this episode, do hit subscribe and kindly leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think it would help on their property journey. If you'd like to get hold of my guide for building a successful property business, go to racheltroughton.com forward slash checklist. We only live one life. So let's get your dream a reality through building a profitable property business.